everyone. Thanks for joining us again. If you haven't watched us last week, um, go ahead and try to go back and watch um, last week's episode. If you did, did we just thank you for coming again. And I'm here with my husband. We're excited about this week's topic of God's peace. You know, God kind of peace is so important, especially in the world that we're living in, because you know the Bible tells us in these last days that there's going to be tribulation. And you see so many people that are just uh, in the world and they have no hope and, and it just appeared so desperate. And you can see where peace is something that that people need so yeah. much. And, um, you know, and I love the fact that God is the source of our peace. Mm-hmm. You know, the Bible tells us that Jesus is the prince of our peace. And I think that with where this world is going, if people don't come to a place where they truly understand the God kind of peace, because the God kind of peace is different than the peace that the world has yes, to offer. That's that's true. I think a lot of times people think that peace is an absence of, of conflict. You know, they feel like if, if everything's going great, if everything's going fine, then, then there's peace. But that's not, that's not what it is. Peace is in the midst of everything uh, going on, bad things happening, things we don't understand, things that you know we might not like, but there's still peace in it. And uh, I feel like if we, we can understand that, that God is there in everything, no matter what. And his peace is so important for us to live our lives daily. We can't just seek his peace uh, when there's something bad going on. We can't seek his peace and know about his peace when, when uh, something a tragedy happens. If we're living in God's peace every day, if something happens, you know what? We're just going to be able to walk through it. Yeah. I think that when we're out of position, that's when we experience mm-hmm. a loss of peace. Because just like what you just said, you know, peace isn't an absence of conflict. It's in the midst of all hell breaking loose. Yeah. <laughs> uh, everything crashing down, the storms of life coming upon you. That it's it's in those moments where you realize whether you have a God kind of peace or if you just have a temporary peace that's mm-hmm. based on everything being perfect. And I think that a lot of times when it comes to people, they think that, well, if there's no problems going on in my life, then I have peace. Mm-hmm. But what I've learned is that it's in the midst of those situations yeah. that are beyond our strength, beyond our ability, beyond what we can uh, do in ourselves to change it. That when we rest in God, amen, when we know that we're in his purpose, and I think that's the biggest thing. When you're in his purpose, you will be in his peace. Mm-hmm. And uh, But I think that there's so many people that are looking for this perfect world where there's no conflict. And Jesus never promised us that there would be no tribulation. Yeah. But he did promise us that he overcame it. That's right. That's right. You know, um, I remember you, you were bringing up um, Acts 20. Um, let's read that real quick. Um, Acts uh, 20, verse 19 to 24. Do you want to read it or do you want me to read it? I'll go ahead and read okay. it. It says right here that serving the Lord with all humility of mind and with many tears and temptations, which befell me by the lying and weight of the Jews. This is the Apostle Paul speaking. He says, and now I kept back nothing that was profitable unto you. But I have showed you and have taught you publicly and from house to house, testifying both to the Jews and also to the Greeks repentance towards God and faith towards our Lord Jesus Christ. And now behold, I go bound in the spirit unto Jerusalem, not knowing the things that shall befall me there, save that the Holy Ghost witnesseth in every city, saying that bonds and afflictions await me. You know, what's what's so wild here is that the Apostle Paul, in the midst of these challenges, he says, I don't know everything that's going to happen, but the things that I do know, the things that God has shared, the things that are a part of my purpose is that there are bonds and affliction 
that are ahead of me as I walk on the path with the purpose that God has for my life. And he doesn't stop walking. He doesn't say, because there's all these things happening, I'm going to stop right here. No, he said, things are going to happen, but I'm going to keep walking. Yeah, he goes on to say right here, he says, but none of these things move me. And I mean, you think about how many times have people been moved because, you know, it's like they have faith in God that God's the healer, God's the provider, but the moment that their health's attacked, all of a sudden it's like, oh my God, where's God at? You know, and they have no peace. That's because their t peace is temporal. It's not in God. Their peace is not in uh, who their self, uh, who the person is that saved them. Their peace is in what they feel and they, what they see. If they see everything's okay, then they feel everything's okay, then all of a sudden they have peace. But it's not, you know... Peace is something that you have inside. It's not something that you feel and you touch. You know, it, it's something that you have. And then all of a sudden, when all these things, something bad may happen, you're walking in peace. It, yeah. It's that inner witness inside of you that says, no matter what, it's that Jesus on the boat laying down on the pillow. When there's a storm all around him, there's people all the way around him that forgot to see that he had peace. In, in the midst of it, they, they didn't. He did. He was in the midst of a storm, and he was taking a nap. And that's, what I, that's how I want to be. I want to know that, I want God to know that if something's happening in the midst of it, I have peace. And I'm, I'm just going to take a nap or do like Nancy Dufresne, go polish my nails in the midst of everything. Yeah, I think it's, it's when you understand that there is, there's something greater beyond those trials. There's something greater beyond, you know, those disturbances that take place as you're on the path that God has for you. The Apostle Paul, I mean, this man went through so many things. Mm -hmm. I mean, the Bible talks about how he was the, the most educated uh, Jewish scholar of his time. He was a Pharisee of the Pharisees. I mean, he was the one that was given the letters to be able to go and find Christians and persecute them. And when Stephen was stoned, he was the one holding people's jackets so that they could throw rocks at him and mm -hmm. kill him. And what I find interesting is that when God met him on the road to Damascus, that was when his entire life changed. Mm -hmm. It was at that moment that things turned, but then you, you see that there were so many challenges. And the Lord said it when he revealed himself to him, uh, you know, after, you know, he was, the blindness was removed. The Lord said, you know, that he was going to show him the things that he would suffer for his name. Mm -hmm. And on the path that God had for him, uh, man, there was beatings. I mean, he was stoned one time and thrown out the city. I mean, one time he had to be let down a, a wall because the people wanted to kill him. And when it came down to all the things he dealt with, even when he was writing some of the Gospels, he said, these light afflictions don't mean anything. Life. All this stuff, bad stuff's happening to him, and it's a light affliction. Yes, peace. Yeah, but I, I've seen so many people, I mean, just this little thing happened, and it just just derails their whole life. I, I, I mean, it just, I just don't understand that. I don't understand how if we have that peace, if, if we're claiming that we have that peace, and something happens, it shouldn't, you deal with that situation, but you don't step out of peace. Yeah. You deal with the situation, don't step out of peace. I feel like it's it's those times when we step out of peace to try to deal with the situation that it can derail us. But if we stay planted in peace, in that peace that God bought on the cross for us, we stay planted in that, then it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I'm not. I'm, I mean, there's been a lot of times where me and you have gone through in ministry yeah. and with our kids and just with life that. You know, from the outside looking in, you think, oh, you know what? They've got it all together. Everything's great. But we had to fight for peace. We had to fight to keep it when the enemy was trying to destroy it. And we just had to fight for it. 
but we did and we just stayed in his word we stayed in what we knew we stayed in in making sure that um that we didn't go by what we saw amen well you know the apostle paul here when he made this statement he said none of these things move me he says neither count i my life dear unto myself he says say that i might finish my course with joy he says in the ministry which i've received of the lord jesus to testify of the gospel of the grace of god this statement none of these things move me what he was saying was nothing disturbs my peace. He says nothing can cause my focus to leave my purpose, which is to testify of how good that the Lord is. And, and he proved that to us, you know, and I believe that when we focus on our purpose, there will always be uh, the God kind of peace, peace that isn't disturbed, you know, when life happens. Because like you said, there's so many folks that they, they forget in the midst of the challenges that God's with them because God's not going to send you on a path where you're going on your own. He's always with you. What do you think that causes people to forget their purpose? I think that uh, when we're not focused mm -hmm. uh, on the, the word of the Lord, mm -hmm. because the word of the Lord is the thing that gives us purpose. Yeah. You know, when God says, this is what I want you to do with your life. Like us, he told us, I want you to move to Visalia, California. He said, plant this church and network ministry around the world. The only thing that we had was that word yeah. that we were to go, yeah. that this was our promised land. Uh, in the natural, you couldn't see it, but through the eye of faith, we had peace because we had the word of the Lord. Yeah. And we had a stand on that word. Every time we didn't see things happening for that year when nobody was showing yeah. up, for that year that nobody, because nobody was showing up, there wasn't any, any thing coming in, we had a stand on that word, that word that we got two years before. That said, Visalia is where you're supposed to be. Yeah. And I remember never being just, uh, you always said this, babe. You said, um, it's not if it's going to happen, it's when. Yeah. And we have to know that it is going to happen. And we we just hung on to that. Amen. Yeah. Um, I remember you were talking about John 16, 33. Let's go there really quick. Want to read that? This is Jesus Christ speaking right here. And this is the statement that he made. I'm going to read uh, the, okay, the latter part of ahead. that verse. He said, in the world, you shall have tribulation. See, he never promised us that life's going to be easy. Yeah, yeah. But what he did promise is that he would be with us, that he's faithful. And he said, in the world, you'll have tribulation. He says, but be of good cheer. Come on, have peace. Come on, have some joy. He says, I have overcome the world. What Jesus is letting us know is that regardless of what we encounter in life, God is going to prove himself faithful because mm -hmm. God will always do what he said. Mm -hmm. And what's awesome about the Lord is the Lord reverse engineers everything. Oh, yeah. It's like God starts with the end and then he works his way to your beginning. Mm -hmm. So when he's finished, that's when he starts. Mm -hmm. And so when he reveals his will to us through his word, that's when faith begins to rise. You know, because you're not going to step out and do what God said unless you have faith. You have a belief, a trust in that what he said is true. Mm -hmm. And what I've learned is that the reason why some people's faith, you know, or their peace is misplaced is because they don't spend enough time trusting in God's word mm -hmm. to see it come to pass. Mm -hmm. And faith that isn't tested, you know, mm -hmm. is weak faith. Mm -hmm. But the more that you step out on the word of God, God will always prove that his word is truth. The Bible says in John 17, 17, it says, sanctify, separate them by thy truth, O Lord, thy word is truth. Mm -hmm. Truth will always bring peace. Yeah, and you know, I, I feel like um, if you're not uh, 
if you're not practicing peace and mm. making sure that that you are walking in it every day, a situation could come at you from you know left field that you you didn't know you had that that in you, and when it happens, and all of a sudden it comes out of you, and you're like. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I've been practicing peace. I've been practicing peace. You know, I remember an instance when our youngest daughter, Madeline, was uh, six years old. And they had moved to a new school district, and uh, they said she had to have a, a physical. Yeah. Went to have physical. Mm-hmm. Never have in six years. Like I said, she was six years old. And uh, been to doctors, shots, all that stuff. This um, nurse tells me that she has a heart murmur. And I remember thinking, what? And she said, yeah, she has a heart murmur, and we need to take you to a specialist. And I'm thinking, you know, I didn't think anything of it. And didn't even, we didn't even pray about anything or anything. It was just, we have to do this because that's what they asked us to do. So I, we go to the doctor, and I go by myself, and we go into this room, and um, the the doctor comes in, they do an exam, and uh, he listens to her heart, and he says to me, and I'm sitting there, and he says to me, Matt, he said, there's two types of heart murmurs. He said, one heart murmur is the kind that goes away, and it's just a thing that happens. He said, there's another heart murmur that uh, we have to go in, and we have to operate and fix. And he says to me, I believe your daughter has the kind that we have to go in and fix. Yeah. He said, but that's what I'm hearing. And he said, that's what I, I think. And I remember just looking at him and thinking, Lord, you know, I didn't even talk. I just said, I just knew, shut up. I just knew. Yeah. Right. And so he said, now I'm going to have them bring in another sonogram. I'm going to leave. He said, you know, and he's looking at me because I'm, I'm not talking. Yeah. So he leaves. As I mean, he leaves, all of a sudden the scripture that I've been meditating on two years before, Psalms 112, pops in my heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and it, t- it talks about having a, a, a heart that's fixed, trusting the Lord. And then all of a sudden, I just laid hands on my baby and I said, Lord, my heart is fixed and it's trusting in you. My daughter has a perfect heart. Amen. And that what I, what I had been meditating on two years before brought peace into that room. And all of a sudden, like I said, I just prayed for her. I said, she has a perfect heart. There's nothing happening. Everything's fine. The nurse comes in to do an exam on Madeline. And as she's doing this exam on Madeline, she starts saying, oh, your heart is perfect. Oh, you have a perfect heart. Yeah. This heart is perfect. Look at your perfect heart, Madeline. And she's just going on and on, overly, overly. And every time that she said it, I said, that's right. That's right. Her heart is perfect. Her heart is perfect. I kept saying it, and she just was saying it over and over again. And the more she said it, it was like peace just kept rising up. And I just knew. I didn't care what that doctor said. There was no operation going to happen yeah. to my child. Doctor, the nurse leaves. And when she comes back, when, when he left, I said, Lord, I know that I don't need to go through any of this. This is going to be fine. Doctor comes in a few minutes later. He says, ma'am, I'm sorry. You know, um, she's fine. This She's going to outgrow this. But you know what? I had five minutes yeah. of I can have sheer panic right now or I can walk in the peace that I have been practicing and I have been standing on. You know, and and Madeline's fine. She's got lots of lungs and yeah, is very loud. She's a singer. <laughs> yes, <laughs> your worship leader. And but you know that that God that God kind of peace that we had during that time, mm-hmm. it, it was resting and it was mantled to the Word of God. Exactly. The Word of God that we had held on to. That's where the God kind of peace came from. It came from the Word itself. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that you know you touched on something a little bit ago over in Mark chapter four um, when Jesus you know, uh, was going to cross over, you know, yeah. the the sea with his disciples. And he told them, hey, let's go to the other side. 
And it says, I'm going to pick it up right here in Mark chapter 4, verse 35. It says, In the same day when the evening was come, he said unto them, Let us pass over unto the other side. And when they had sent away the multitudes, they took him even as he was in the ship. And there was also with him other little ships. And there arose a great storm of wind, and the waves beat into the ship, so that it was now full. And he was in the hinder part of the ship, asleep on a pillow. And they awoke him, and they said unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? And he arose and rebuked the wind, and said unto the sea, Peace be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. And he said unto them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said one to another, What manner of man is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? And then when you read chapter 5, verse 1, the very next verse, it says, And they came to the other side of the sea. What Jesus was telling them was that when you're going through the storm, don't forget what you heard before you encountered the storm. The yeah. word of the Lord was, we're going to the other side. So whether that boat had to turn into a submarine or not, they were going to make it there. They forgot because their focus was on the storm. And maybe you're hearing this program right now, and maybe you're facing some challenges in your life. Maybe there are some things that are, are trying to distract you or pull you away from what God has told you he wants to do with your life. Uh, maybe you just started serving the Lord recently, and you're learning that, man, you can't hold on to the world and hold on to God and have peace. If you remain in the world, he said, you're going to have tribulation in the world. He says, but in him, he says, be of good cheer. I've overcome it. That means any problem that you face, God will be with you. His word will help you to overcome and succeed. And man, you'll have a peace that's there in the midst of the challenges, in the midst of the trials. You're going to have a peace in knowing that there's a great calm on the other side of the great storm yeah. that you're facing. And I'm telling you, God knows where you're at. Jesus wants you to rest in knowing that he's taking care of you. And if you'll just take him at his word, my brother, my sister, then you will see the God kind of peace remaining in your life. It will not dissipate and God will not take it away because he loves you so much. Amen. Well, God bless you and uh, we hope to see you next week. And just remember, always walk in peace. Practice his peace. Um, what I mean by practice, that means that every day, you just thank him for peace and just practice walking in peace every day. Amen. God, God bless you. you.